Hello, everyone, and welcome to SDGC After Hours. And today, special, we're going to be talking about Final Fantasy, one of my favorite series in the entire planet. But there's a catch. We're not going to just talk about Final Fantasy 1. We're not going to talk about Final Fantasy 2. We're definitely not just going to talk about Final Fantasy 12 because that's the worst game in the entire series. What we're, we're going to do... We're already off to a bad start. <laughs> <laughs> that's hyperbole on my part. John host this thing. He can't be the intro. That's my that's hyperbole. That's hyperbole on my part. I admit it. But what we are going to do here is myself, Derek and Finn from SDGC are going to go through every single Final Fantasy game and give our thoughts on how the series has evolved as a whole, 1 through 15. And let's lay down some ground rules. One, we're only talking about the core series here, games 1 through 15. For Unfortunately, now. as good as they are, games like Final Fantasy Chronicles and Final Fantasy Tactics are excluded, although we may tackle those at a later date. Second, are we dealing with sequels too? That cool. was going to be that was going to be my that was Ooh, that's be, a good question. That was going to be my next point. No, we are not because I do not consider them to be core. So Final we aren't going to deal with so so. I think it depends on how important it is. Like I think like the after years for Final Fantasy four is basically meaningless. It might as well not exist. But then ten two. You know, it's kind of hard well, not ten, to talk ten about. Two, ten two is great. Then you've also got um, Final Fantasy twelve Revenant Wings. Uh, yeah. Got, uh, Final Fantasy thirteen two Lightning Returns. But we can focus on those on a different video series. I think yeah, it would be best. Final Fantasy spinoff. No, 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 no spinoffs. Core series. Core no, series. The next series could be. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Well, season why we two. Go, why don't we go ahead and kick things off with Final Fantasy one? And when I say Final Fantasy one, I think it's best that we focus on the Dawn of Souls remake. Um, because there's more content. Uh, it's, a, it's a perfect mix of what made the original Final Fantasy on NES so great while bringing it into the modern era. Um, and so with that, we'll go ahead and kick off the discussion. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and rank Final Fantasy 1. Uh, what I will say is that um, as, a, as, as a beginning for, as, as a kind of a, a, a beginning for the series, it's interesting for fans who started with 7, I think, 7 or, or 8 or 9, uh, to go back and see how um obviously final fantasy one has its strengths and weaknesses and uh you know what we'll focus on the weaknesses first obviously very simple story very simple story in final fantasy one very simple but see i think that the actual hook of it even though it's like it's i think it's ex executed on very simply due to the time but i think the concept of it is one of the stronger ones in the series i mean i think a lot of the later games end up having far more stupid and convoluted like final villains and and general like plot twists and and there is something there's something nice about the simplicity of the time loop at the end of, of well, final fantasy one there's also you have to remember at the time when it released it wasn't a simple story yeah it was kind of unheard of in its complexity i guess as you could say it i mean Maybe D and D style campaigns had more intricate stories, but before we only had Dragon Warrior, or Dragon Quest, the early ones, and those had less of a focus on story. Yeah. Now, which because which of the Dragon Quest games out. were out before? That's going to come up on the screen. Uh, which of the Dragon Quest games came out before Final Fantasy One did? I'm curious. Just I'm going to look Dragon that up. Quest one. Go ahead and look it up. Um, yeah. Why don't we talk about uh, Why don't we talk about the villain Garland? Uh, so, and I, I think that's an, I think that's a great point of discussion for each one of these games, because, uh, a large part of final fantasy games are, 
uh, factored around, you know, not just the heroes, but the villain as well. A, a great RPG villain uh, lends weight and import to a story. Uh, so, so let's talk about Garland for a minute. Um, of course, Garland, the, uh, the Dark Knight of Cornelia, uh, who was the very first boss you fought in the game and ended up being the very last boss you fought in the game in the form of chaos. Now, I thought there was a really interesting twist for Garland in that he wound up being... Okay, so it was one and two released before Final, before Final Fantasy 1. Yep, by the way. that's what I, yep. I literally just found it. God damn you, John. So, <laughs> so uh, whoa. So, um... Garland had a really interesting story arc. Now, now he wasn't the most he wasn't the most complex villain. He didn't have the most complex motivations. But me, I, my first experience it was with Final you, Final Finn. Fantasy, experience with Final Fantasy was on the NES, and so when it when I found out that Garland, the knight I'd killed at the very beginning of the game, was stuck in a time loop, and uh, became chaos uh, or was turned into chaos by the four fiends uh, at the very end of the game, creating a uh, kind of a circle of time. I was seven years old at the time, and that really blew my mind. But having replayed the Dawn of Souls version, going back and replaying it, it, it lessens his impact a little bit simply because he is such a one-note character. Yeah, well, he, he he shows up once very early in the game. He's like your first boss. First you boss. completely forget about him, and then he pops up again at the very end. And that's kind of cool when you remember and you're like, oh, my God, it's that random dude from the beginning. Um And again, like understanding the limitations of how we had been telling stories in video games at the time. Um, but I think it's cool. I think Garland ultimately, like I love Garland now, and I think I owe a lot of that more to Dissidia than I do to the original Final Fantasy, you know, just, that's that's fair. You know, I mean, that's a low bar though, because I mean, Garland got almost next to no, no characterization at all in, in Final Fantasy one. And he began a trend for Final Fantasy villains that of course wasn't as pronounced in subsequent games, but it, it was also something that you saw up until, really around the time of Final Fantasy VI was the villain really wasn't that prominent. He would show up a couple times throughout the game to menace the heroes, uh, and then he would dip out, and you wouldn't see him again for hours and hours and hours and hours. And I think you didn't Final have Fantasy's, that personal villain connection that you yeah, had Final, in like 4 onward. And, well, in Final Fantasy, I, well, even more so than four. I mean, I mean, you know, not to get too down the, you know, the rabbit hole in a different Final Fantasy game, but you didn't even meet Zemus until the very end of the game. Well, that, and, that's a separate issue, unfortunately. The, the whole... Final Fantasy games love to do that where they the giant spla- from under space you flee from nowhere. Yeah. The guy that you thought was the villain, uh, it wasn't because nine did it. Four did it. Um, those are the two big ones that really, I mean, in a certain way, one did it. Like you didn't even know there was a villain until suddenly the very, very end. And I mean, Literally it was like a character you'd met before, but ultimately like it's only separated by the fact that you had technically met chaos before at the very beginning of the game in a relatively minor encounter so and actually that that's part of garland's problem is that the everyone knows or most people know the final villain is chaos and the fact that he's garland is quite frequently often forgotten yeah and that's how unremarkable he was as the antagonist everyone remembers the four fiends yeah, I was going to say the four fiends kind of add to a lot of the flavor of because yeah. Final Fantasy one doesn't have super memorable bosses outside of the four fiends, mostly because I mean, a lot of them. There's Garland, there's the vampire. Um, yeah, I really remember. There's Wormack. 
Yeah. Warmack. Oh, dude, the yeah. Warmack is so great though, as the first so, like mini super boss kind the of. The first super boss. The first super boss. Um. So let me ask you guys this: like, you know, obviously Final Fantasy One uh, began a lot of the trends that became ubiquitous throughout the series. Whether you're talking about active time battle, or some of them, like imps and goblins, made their first appearance in Final Fantasy One. So did uh, uh, airships. Um, of course, we didn't have uh, chocobos or moogles until Final Fantasy Three, I believe, or, or Sid until Final Fantasy Two. Yeah. Uh, Sid of the Lufane uh, for Final Fantasy Two, but um if we if so weighing it against modern final final fantasy titles which i think is fair because final fantasy said you know you know they say you shouldn't judge games of the past uh measured up against games of today but i still maintain that final fantasy 6 is better than almost any final fantasy game that has been released since you know you know since so there's a whole package yeah i think it's entirely fair to measure this against the rest of the series so when you're i'm not straying away from numbered rankings when we're talking about the the upper tier, the mid tier, or the lower tier, where does this fall in the Final Fantasy pantheon? I think it depends on which version you're talking about. Which, like, like you said, yeah. bringing up Dawn of Souls is the best version by far. But for me, the definitive version was the PSP version, which took the Dawn of Souls and then updated it to, even, to look even better. No, PSP no, no, didn't no, have no, the Dawn of Souls no, content. No, that was no, that was you're thinking of Final Fantasy IV. Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah, but um, um, but but. Because that's the thing is like, and if I could have the Dawn of Souls game looking like the PSP remake would have been, but you know, we're not so lucky. Um, I, Isn't it I, such a shame that the Game Boy Advance got definitive versions of so many Final Fantasies? Because the Final Fantasy Not if you own a Game Boy Advance. <laughs> but um, I think the original game, like let's talk about the original versus the best version, right? The original game, classic though it is, buggy as hell there's several intended mechanics and spells that don't even work or work against how they were intended to work um there are entire classes that are either completely overpowered or almost worthless on your team i mean like the thief was useless right and yeah also, don't, let's not forget about the the greatest spell in the entire series a mutt yeah i know it's mute but i pronounce it a mutt because there's no e a, but a spell that protects you that that keeps you from getting silenced it's just yeah. the most pointless thing in the world, right? Great guys, like, but um, I think the original is 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 rough. I mean, it's it's very very bottom of the series. I think Dawn of Souls for me, um, is maybe like a low mid. Like the lack of more modern story elements kind of holds it back compared to a lot of the franchise. But I think it's very playable if you can get past the fact that it's kind of a little bit more simple and like exploration driven than objective driven, you know, Finn, would you agree with that? I would. I personally, I would rank it in the, uh, middle to low tier. Yeah. Like it's not bottom of the barrel, but it's not much higher. And it's because that even though it set the standard and set a lot of the, mm. the things that we associate Final Fantasy with the four fiends, crystals various uh items spells and monsters it was also the first appearance of the main final fantasy theme that is true do 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 the crystal theme everyone yeah. loves the crystal theme the prelude the prelude um i please it's, it, it's hard to go back without the nostalgia visor yeah uh, even with the donna souls extra ness it's it is an unforgiving game and, and, and during the NES era, that was par for the course. 
but the RPG genre has evolved and going back to its roots sometimes is a little rough. Yeah. And, and and that's the crux of the matter is that, you know, my favorite Final Fantasy games, I mean, Final Fantasy is my favorite series of all time. There are some Final Fantasy games I go back and I play constantly, uh, six, seven, four. Um, and then there are games that I don't ever want to touch again, like Final Fantasy one. It was great for what it was. I love the Donna Souls remake, but I don't feel any I'm not compelled whatsoever to go back and, and experience that again because yeah. I've seen I've seen what it has to offer. And, and that's and I would define it as just fine. Like we can appreciate what it's done. We can respect the fact that it existed, but we don't have to put it on a pedestal it doesn't deserve. Yeah. I secretly Oh, you go first. No, I was saying John said start with the weaknesses, but I feel like we haven't talked about what made the game so good yet. Well, Well, I mean we kind of did because we like I said it's fairly unique plot for its time. Uh the the twist with Garland being chaos being one of the better ones. The fiends are fantastic, memorable bosses. Uh, I have some more to say about it. Oh, then keep going. Keep it going. I mean, the fact that you could choose your team and customize it to your uh, specifications, the fact that uh, at least with the spells and the magic system, it allowed a degree of complexity in battle that before that hadn't really existed in an RPG from Japan. Because again, at the time, you have to compare it to Dragon Quest, Dragon Warrior for us Americans. and it had magic it had uh, uh party members and stuff but it just it wasn't the same level of uniqueness or uh diversity yeah it didn't give you as many options and i remember debating with friends what team was the best like everyone insisted i, w- I was a purist you had to have a fighter you had to have a thief you had to have a black mage and you had to have a white mage because you got to have that ninja yeah, and it was broken. But there were some people that insisted Red Mage was worthwhile, and I just I still never feel. I was like, but you don't get the ultimate spells, and you have so many restrictions. And they're like an early game, game broken, you know, yeah. early mid game. They're so broken, but yeah, later on they're they're crippled by lack of growth. So and there was just so many uh, parts of it that still stick with me, even though if I can't remember the particulars, like the Giant's Cave or going into the volcano or raising the airship for the first time from the desert, uh, stumbling no. on a war mech when none of my friends had, and they thought I was lying about fighting a giant robot on a bridge. It does uh, sound like some lying bullshit that a kid would make Right, up. like right up there <laughs> with, uh, with all the other pre-internet lies you would tell people about video games. My like, uncle oh, works at Nintendo. Shao Kahn yeah. Well, I think I think I think we'll go ahead and we'll cut it off here. Uh, we're trying to keep these to 10, 15 minutes. Um, but uh, can, I, can I can I give one more huge positive for me? Very well, Derek. Very well. Thank but you. Only only Music. only because I allow it. Final Fantasy started a trend. I mean, the whole genre, fantastic soundtrack to most games. But I, I feel like Final Fantasy one to me has of all the early games, say one, two, and three, the most memorable and the best overall soundtrack. I mean, the battle theme, the overworld theme, introducing the prelude in the main theme, Matoya's Cave, Mount Gulug. I mean, you're talking about like just a ton of of beautiful, beautiful tracks. The only weird thing is, correct me if I'm wrong, the original Final Fantasy didn't have a boss theme of any kind, right? This is the one battle theme. Not even Chaos. Chaos Yeah, it's kind of weird to fight Chaos and just have the the cloud. Yeah. I'm going to say one quick thing I forgot. 
So sorry, John. After this, One we thing have to. This end game it. has to be given credit for, especially compared to Dragon Quest, is the ease of use it allowed. Dragon Quest games at the time, you had to like select stairs, you had to select oh, doors, you had to yes. select that was talk. Bad. There was something so revolutionary, and yet so like, how did this take so long to just press a button or walk onto the stairs yeah, or walk into true. the door, and it worked? That's really true. That's a good point. Well, we'll go ahead and uh, we will agree to end the Final Fantasy talk here. Please uh, tune in for our next episode uh, here on SDGC After Hours, where we will discuss Final Fantasy II. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. There's a reason it didn't come to America. For all, <laughs> all right. We'll see you next time. <laughs>